What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Today on the show, we have for you sound engineer extraordinaire, Luke Yokoyama. I've uh, been thinking a lot about kind of the details that go into producing music and podcasts. I've got my sound engineer that's always up my ass to buy and create more shit for the show, and I'm, I'm, all, I'm all ears. But I went out and I found Luke Yogoyama. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Dude, so we were kind of talking, well, let's, let's be real here. You two were nerding out before the show. <laughs> and um, I was able to kind of translate a lot what was going on. But I, I, I did pick up as I was, I was listening to you two talk, there was a certain story. And I just was wondering... If you could kind of take us back to the beginning, really kind of what is, how did you get into sound engineering? Like, is it something that's always been, that, that you've always been interested in? Or did uh, that kind of come later years? So let's take, let's take it back to when you're 17 years old. Oh, sure. All right. <laughs> 17 years old. Uh, I was a junior in high school. Word. Um, yeah. Oof. Feels long time ago. Almost a decade, actually. Um, yeah, so 17, uh, I was, I think I was just like really any other kid in a sense that I really just wanted to be able to um, make music. But mm -hmm. I was more into guitar. And I've at that point, I've already started playing guitar. Like, it's been, I think, four years. And what, what kind of guitar are you playing? Electric, acoustic? Uh, mostly electric. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I got really into that. And I've been playing for four years by that point. Um, and I had gotten into all these uh, equipment and uh, how, to, how to dial out some tone. You know, what makes a good sound versus what makes a bad sound mm -hmm. for guitar tones and working with a lot of effects pedals and everything. Um, and as I was learning to practice the instrument, it kind of, uh, now, now that I really think about it, I was actually obsessing more over just like turning knobs mm -hmm. and like really, really turning knobs, like small amount, micro amounts um, here and there, almost on the daily to really get that perfect sound that I can get inspired by. Mm -hmm. Because that was kind of the main drive for me. It wasn't so much of the music in a way, it was the music, but it was more so of if I had the right sound and if I heard it, I can start playing. I can start writing. But I got, but I, but I had a hard time writing without hearing the right sound uh, and the right tone coming out from specific lineup of effects I want. Um, whether that's you know the delays hitting a little differently, the reverb is really open or more narrow, um, and how much. And how lush I want chorus to be, or like even since things with like simple distortion and playing a lot of metal riffs, it's like how hard do I want it to hit? How much of these things do I? How much bass do I want in there? It all that kind of stuff added up to eventually realizing that I I really am just more of a tone junkie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, rather than just focused on becoming a better player. Okay. So when you say tone, like, could you break that down for us? Like, what Oy. what kind of tones? Uh, let's I'll make it simple. Like, what are the? Let's see. We'll go with with like rock, right? Like like a Jimi Hendrix. Like, what do you uh -huh. think of his tone versus, like, I don't even know who would be like a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, who has the better tone? I. That's the thing. Like with tone, I can't say that there's necessarily a better tone there can be bad tones mm -hmm. and it's only bad because you might not like it or you know your ears just don't aren't quite cooperating well with that particular set of sounds because everyone's ears are tuned very differently um so i can't it's it's hard to say that it's there's a set of bad tone but it's more so what we perceive to be kind of bad because it's not exactly hitting the right frequencies. Gotcha. Uh, the balance is a little off. Kind of like how sometimes 
if you cut the bass all the way down, if you cut the treble all the way down on an amplifier, and you boost that mid all the way up, that's gonna be really, really more so in your face. Yeah. And when when it's like that, maybe some people might like it, but I, I believe generally people might kind of go, ugh, and like frown, frown on it and just not really get the best image and the best sound versatility from the guitar. Okay. Yeah. Got you, man. Got you. So like, what what kind of music do you say you listen to like most? I know you're probably all over the board just like me, but on the daily. Oh, on the daily, I usually listen to a lot of metal, um, a lot of EDM, um, a lot of jazz. I love jazz. That's about like the three, three genre, three big, I guess, genre that um, I usually listen to. And then I dabble into a lot of ambient stuff lo-fi um hip-hop you know what kind of metal bands do you like you like <laughs> prog dude i love metal like prog do you like uh, Wait, do, gent, uh do you th like... this is like opening up a whole nother can hey brother i will fucking follow you down here because <laughs> listen i love i love metal because it reminds me of and this is a weird comparison but it reminds me of like early non-commercialized hip-hop mm -hmm. to where it is a scene of outcasts that form this little culture and i don't think that like heavy metal prog metal is super commercialized as of yet i mean it's getting m maybe more mainstream but i love going to the shows like there's a it's a real intimate venue and it's and it's out there that mm -hmm. type of music is out there i listen to metal every day just because that seems to be my music of choice mm -hmm. when I'm working out. And it, it relaxes me. It pumps me up. It kind of does everything. And I, and I listen to hip-hop on the daily as well. But for some reason, I just love, love, I love metal. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, my favorite band was that got me into this was Opeth. And it's a Swedish, oh. it's a Swedish band. I love Opeth. And, oh, dude. Yeah, I've seen them three times. I've driven oh, nice. down to Los Angeles to see them. I've seen them in Portland and well, maybe just twice. Shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm, did I go to Denver and watch them? I don't remember. Two or three times. But it, it started off with like Harvest, you know, that song, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, right, which right. and for folks that don't know, like they're, uh, it's a, it's progressive metal. And, and to me, and I'm, I could be getting this, it just, it goes they might have a song that's more like a folk song and then on the next track it's like them like he just there's a demon that lives in this guy just a switch will flip and then sometimes during like and then most of their songs are like 10 12 minutes long it's just like it'll be a, a period of like really chill and then a you know just like that it's flipped and you're, you know, there's a double bass and he's like, I, I love it. I love that shit. It's just very unique. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm a fan of, I'm, I'm now, now we have something in common. I did not know that you were a metal guy. I started with metal. I started wanting to play guitar because of metal. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, I actually went to school for jazz guitar. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Because, you know, you can't go to school for metal guitar. You can. Um, no, unfortunately not. not <laughs> especially not in Oregon. Um, so uh, I went with jazz mainly because I was like, I, I was focused a little bit in the first half of trying to become a better guitar player. I was aspiring to be like a professional guitar player i think with anyone that picks up a guitar oh yeah they just want to be a rock star get the fuck out there and you know rock out um be that guy but uh you know to get there i was like okay there's steps mm -hmm. and i gotta know how to actually work with musicians i gotta know yeah. how to communicate with them i gotta know how to write music um and i gotta know how to uh how to be able to actually play the instrument when somebody else says, hey, I've got an idea, but do you think you can do this? Or do you think you can do something similar to this? Um, and so I focused on uh, that aspect and then eventually got into jazz. But fundamentally, it's weird because um, a lot of the jazz licks and metal licks actually kind of intertwine and they share a lot of similarity. Mm -hmm. It's just that the sound's a little different. 
I I would definitely agree with you on that aspect. I mean, jazz is one of the. Correct me if I'm wrong. You studied music. I, I didn't. But isn't isn't jazz the one thing? Or no, maybe it's the four bar blues. And I, I believe jazz are the two American music like traditions yes. that we've given to the world. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I got that right. Thank God. And so you, there's a lot of a lot of of that. A lot of I mean I mean where, where music is now, everything's just come. Everyone stole from everyone else. You're gonna hear a lot of if you if you're, mm-hmm. you have a trained ear, you'll be like, man, that sounds like maybe that's a I don't I how would I. I'll use Kid Cudi for example. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's fucking. That's not a good example, but uh, this is in a, in a way to ex- to explain the fusion. Oh, that's a Bob Dylan track that he's, he's sampling from, or Ice T is a good one. He uses a lot of metal. He'll do like remixes or put some um, some licks in some of his songs and stuff because he's he's all about that hardcore lifestyle. But uh, what are what are some of your favorite bands? I think Dream Theater. I oh, know exactly. Dream, Dream Theater. Theater. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's like the answer that um, it, it feels cliche now, which is kind of weird because I think I remember being eighteen. And I was telling people, "Oh yeah, I like Dream Theater," and nobody knew what they who they were. Really? No, not not that many people actually knew. Um, granted, I was kind of in a special situation in high school where a lot of people didn't listen to metal. My core friends um, were the only ones that actually listened to lot of metal but at the same time dream theater wasn't really something that was on the radar too much yeah um i'm sure they were it's just that not as many people knew about them uh compared to now i think they've actually uh, grew in a lot of fan oh. base oh yeah uh, in the last uh last decade it's Kind of insane, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if I'm an interloper on the scene, basically, I'm I'm late to the party, right? Mm-hmm. I found out about Opeth, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, actually, yeah. But I mean, they have been touring for almost twenty years at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So it 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 takes time. But what I I mean, what really drew me in is I actually made some pretty good friends by just wearing an Opeth T-shirt. And someone's like, dude, no way. You know who they are? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Where, have you seen? And then you, you'd, you'd start a conversation from, from there, which, which, I, nice. which nice. I, was, I was a fan of. They, you know, they welcomed me in. I mean, do you like, uh, like Mashuga or Mashuga's uh, cool. Gojira? I, I was heavy into I like into, Gojira, yeah. I like, Gojira. Uh, I like a little bit of Gojira. I haven't listened to him too much. Oh, Same thing as Mashuga. I'm kind of a little late to that party. That's um, fair. I was always more the real prog thrash kind of guy, yeah. uh, and I stuck with that for a little while. And I recently, finally, started finding weird appeals on uh, of like Gent. Gent uh, is the metal shit. Metal. <laughs> Dude, Gent is the. Sh- I'm like I'm pretty deep in a Gent phase uh-huh. right now. With nice. That. Have you ever heard of his band called Ginger? Oh, jeez. You know. Don't you dare, sir. Oh. Do you hate them? I no, will- no, 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 no. I was I was actually going to say that. Um, uh, there's so many bands and especially gent bands now mm-hmm. that I'm like I, I I just can't keep track of them anymore. No, you can't. I don't even, dude. I don't even really, to be <laughs> honest. I don't even understand like the differences. Like, now this is gent. I have a buddy named Brian, uh, ex marine. He he. I've, I go to a lot of metal shows with him because you can't find anyone that wants to go see people scream. There's a lot of people don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, this is a gent band. I think you're going to like them. Like, I don't have anyone to go with me. Like, you know, send me these tracks. I'm like, oh, yeah, just send it. I'll, buy, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, here's my money. I'm going to go see these guys. It's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. And I, But I don't understand the differences between, I mean, a little bit. Like, gent, prog, uh, metalcore. Like, I mean, if I like it, I like it. I don't, mm-hmm. like, I don't, like, I don't understand why there's so much... So many fucking genres, subgenres. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, can we, like, yeah. let's keep it simple. I'm Gent gonna... is actually kind of a funny byproduct. I think, if I recall correctly, how the name Gent came over was um, it it's uh, it's an onomatopoeia, if I recall correctly. Oh really? Um, usually, a lot of Gent music uh, originated with um. Now, don't quite. Quote me on this particular section, but I, I believe it was a seven-string guitar. With okay. like that low B. Um, and it was a sound where I think it was like palm muting or whatnot, but you're palm muting and chugging on the bottom four strings. And when you do that, either with drop or not drop, I think it kind of made this like 
chugging sound that sounded like gent. Okay. And it went like gent, 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 gent. And that's what just people called it gent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that's how it that's how it actually started. It, because it was like a you know, a lot of thrash was like thrash and somewhat of metalcore would just use like the bottom one mm-hmm. on a seven or really tuned down six or yeah. even eight. And then uh sometimes occasionally uh chug on the bottom two mm-hmm. on a rare occasion but then this one was just like completely out of the balls and they're just you know using all four uh bottom strings so just like chum, 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 chum. Yeah. And yeah that was enough <laughs> I, had, yeah, I, had no, I had no idea do you like um animals as leaders i do i got into them late and i used to not like them um oh, me, me, me well, i know i know toshibashi's the uh, reincarnation of Jimi Hendrix. I think the main reason why I didn't like them was because a lot of uh, a lot of my peers who were into them were getting so technical about it, and they are very very technical. They are. But to me, it was it was hard to get that kind of concept because I was like, well, I like the technical aspects, but I don't feel that it's the most musical. Mm-hmm. And I like having a little bit of both and a nice kind of mixture between the two. That's why it's really hard for me to dig into bands like uh, Cannibal Corpse, yeah. where it, it just feels like everyone else is, everyone in the band is just doing something completely different. Um, and somehow it's music. And, you know, I agree, anything can be music. And so I'm not going to argue that point. But um, as far as music goes, more in, I guess, an average um, understanding. It's not the most musical piece, or it's not the most, most musical band, and so that's why when I listened to um, Animals as a Leader, I had a really hard time, especially coming from bands like Dream Theater, mm-hmm. where I, fee- I felt and still feel like they've got a good blend of that technicality, but also keeping it very musical. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I, I just... I mean, I don't quite understand it at the level that you're speaking to it, right? I'm, oh, just, I'm so I, sorry. No, 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 no. Don't apologize, man. Someone listening totally does. I sure right? hope. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope. I mean, you guys studied music, like, and, and you play an instrument. I'm, I'm, I couldn't. I have no musical ability. I mean, I could sing. I, I'll, hey, I singing I is great. Freestyle terribly. Oh, that's terribly. Fun. No, no, no. But it's don't fun to just. No, it's fun. I mean, me and me, I fucked around in the in the studio. Which, if you ever get a chance, do it. It's the most fun you'll ever have. Oh, I've I've got one. So it's it's always fun. It's the best. Like you just have people over and you just like you're creating something out of nothing and 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 you just kind of. I mean, that would be the dream job, really, right? And I love that you're pursuing that because it's the best. You're just you're 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 trying to bottle that magic that comes from. A good lyric or a good riff or, or anything. You're like, oh, well, let's build upon this. How do we do that? And I mean, it's. I think it's the same. I mean, really, if you look, in, anything really in the engineering field is like that. Like whether it be um, coding. Like these people will just code for hours, days, whatever, because they're creating something. They're building a new world. They're like gods, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting. So I, I, I think I find that that aspect of it. But I have a very cursory knowledge of, of your world. But what I do know, I find fascinating. And I love that I can talk to you uh, or anybody, really, that listens to a wide birth, like, like a plethora of music mm-hmm. about weird like metal bands and stuff you know i don't get it it's not every day i get to like sit down and talk um metal it's all not e- not even every day now that oh, that's uh, so unfortunate i get to sit down right next uh, you're right across from me as a as a podcast because i miss this like it's it's a totally different vibe mm-hmm. like it's i mean the rona has taken that from me it's unfortunate taken, unfortunate it's taken concerts from me which is devastating devastating um uh, Demarco, will you pull up? I can't think of her name. It's called the Gift. Um, if you like jazz, you need to listen to this lady. I believe it's called the Gift. I was obsessed with it for a long time. Um, I cannot think of the, her name though. Um, I want to. I want to say it's Gabrielle, but I don't. I have no idea. Anyways, but that's that's it. I I went down a, a long jazz. Uh, around this time of year in the winter and especially in the fall I'll, I'll, for some reason I'm like kind of seasonal with my music um, 
What about you? Do you do you find yourself listening to things seasonally? No. Oh. I tend to listen to anything at any time. Really? What's the weirdest thing you you've listened to in the last like two weeks? Christmas music. <laughs> I think that's really the weirdest thing that I'm I listened sorry, to. I'm sorry, you listen to Christmas music? I was uh, I was looking into it and I was like I, I saw it on title, and I was just like, Oh, it's 24 bit. It probably sounds good. Let's listen. Well, it's like it's like, you know, it, it's just my curiosity, and I, I I don't know I don't even know how to explain it, but um, it's just my random curiosity that I just it's called the message. Found, uh, my bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just popped into it. Yeah, it's called. Here, he's look, Demarco's looking at me. He's like, "The oh, fuck, dude! I can't find anything <laughs> with the gift in there." And I was like, uh, "I was like, that's not that's not what it's called. That's um, not what it's called at all." The message jazz. It's some lady. What is her name? I can't think of her name. This is gonna drive me nuts. But um, I, you, honestly, oh, I was gonna say, um, no, I was looking at like uh, Christmas hits, and I, I was like, okay, it's twenty twenty. I know people have been making Christmas music since the beginning of dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the more popular stuff goes, I'm like, I wonder if there's anything new. Just out of curiosity, just to see like if anyone's made anything seasonal. You know, 2020 was just kind of a devastating year for everyone. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, hey, maybe maybe something came out of this. Uh, no, it was still Mariah Carey. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm a Nat King Cole Christmas <laughs> type of person. Like that's that's what it boils down to for me. I'm just a huge anything, sir. Do you not like Nat King Cole? No, oh, I love Nat King Cole. Oh, good. oh no, no, no. I wasn't giving. No, I wasn't giving you much for that. Bro, get out my shit. No, 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 no. If I if it was, um, if I wasn't a fan of Nat King Cole, I think I really don't deserve to uh, be an engineer or say that I like jazz. This is gonna drive me nuts, dude. De- Demargo can't find it. I'm stepping in here. All right, I'm stepping in here. What are we? What, what, what are we looking for here? Oh shit! As we're all Ooh, on our phones, irresponsibly. Nubia, Nubia Garcia. All right, Nubia, dude, that's that's on your track list. I Definitely want... not Gabrielle, though. What did I say? Gabrielle, the gift by someone named Gabrielle. Oh yeah, man, that's not good. Yeah, don't listen. Don't, that's why. That's, I'm sorry, I failed you. My bad. Um... No, but the, yeah, that's that's on your track list. I need you to listen to that and then give right. me your review. Give me sure. your note. Give me your notes sure, on sure, that, sure, because sure. I'm very curious. I think it's the greatest song in the, on the on the planet at the moment. I'm down. In the world of jazz, I'm, I'm probably building this up too much. Honestly, mm-hmm. I need to just kind of bring it down a little bit. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's, I, it's I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big fan. So so anyways, we 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 went off on a bit of a tangent there. So now you're 22. All right. Okay. Where are you at in your process? Wait, I'm 22 now? Yeah, to becoming oh. where you... Oh, jeez. I know, dude. I'm putting you on the spot. 22 was four years ago, 2016, I think. Oh, jeez. What did it... 2016 was, a, was an interesting year. I think that was the year that I... Uh, that one of the... Um, not one, but like the music store that I was working at... Um, decided to close down, and so I had to look for a new job and everything. Um, and I think that was actually about when I started really looking into studio. Um, mainly because prior to that, 2015, um, I was getting a decent bit of a, a questions regarding live sound tech. Mm-hmm. Having had worked in that um, music store, it was called Grayson's Music down in uh, Corvallis, Oregon, um, and I was still going to school. I was the guitar slash electronics slash uh, PA system live sound specialist there. And um, so people asked me for a lot of questions about speakers. And I kind of knew what I was talking about at the time, mm-hmm. um, I guess more than anyone else there. So the uh, owner was just like, hey, you do it. You take care of the rentals and everything. Um, and as I was setting up all the rentals and figuring out ca- uh, cables and signal flow and everything like that, um, eventually my mind kind of went towards studio, uh, after I got one, I guess, gig job, um, where somebody from a local church, uh, asked and said, Hey, can you do like a gear appraisal or like, can you check to see if our stuff is still working correctly or still wired correctly? It's been a long time. It's been tampered with quite a bit over the years. And we just kind of want to bring it back down to like a more simpler state. 
And so I said, sure. And I just kind of went over and took a look and then realized after connecting a lot of things and testing microphones and microphone positioning, it that was all so much fun. And then I just said, yeah, studio is great. But it's kind of like live sound. Um, this It was a live sound scenario, but if you were to take it into like a recording studio, it, it was all the same thing. It, everything changes between cables, microphones, you know, whatever you're using. And so it was just kind of like if you had a blank canvas and you're given, I don't know, uh, like 300 different color pencils. Yeah. And everything can describe something differently um, and change the feel of a piece of art. If somebody gave you like a piece of art in front of you that's just a line and said, hey, color this. It, that, that was essentially the same kind of freedom I was getting in creativity, being in the studio and be, doing live sound. Um, and I just found that more entertaining and more, uh, uh, much more to kind of like what I like to do rather than be the guy going out there to make the sounds happen, be the guy to make, be up there to help somebody make the sounds happen. And that was okay. So that was fun. So. Dude, that's, that's pretty, I never, I've never looked at it from that point of view ever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the, just the, a support role oh, in, a, in a way. Yeah. But it's, but it's also like the create, when you were talking about the creative aspect of that and the freedom and a blank canvas, I thought that was very beautiful and very, I, I like the way you put that. I've never, I've never just looked at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Like I look at it from like, this fucking sucks. I hate like this, like DeMarco, what's good? Why isn't this working? And he's like, well, we're going to do this. And I'm like, we need this. And I'm like, yeah, this, I, this is, I, I want to, it, it drives I, I, me in, and I'm cranky. I'm a curmudgeon and I, I hate technology. I'm a, I'm not a Luddite, so to say, but like, you know, it's just, it's, I, I find like when I look at all, it's frustrating and scary, right? And I think I'm scared of it, you know, <laughs> like, but I think it's cool. Like that that's your, it's your your outlet, so to speak, and you mm -hmm. find beauty. And I don't know what I, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm gonna assume oh, no. beauty and a little bit of uh, a way to to create art or help create art, right? Like you're Absolutely. definitely creating art if you're mixing and, and in a way, it's its own art form. Um, whether somebody likes to say that it's not or it is, uh, I personally think that it is a art form um because why you can have engineers or uh, artists that know how to engineer and work their own sound to make it become real and then publish that work it's also good to get an outside uh outside perspective from more trained ears and get get some tips saying hey maybe you could try this or hey have you thought about trying this or, oh, why don't we, if you want to achieve this kind of sound, why don't you try this approach? And that, that's, I think that's the kind of stuff that engineers really should be offering um, personally as far as uh, advice and helping the artist grow. Because if you can give that kind of advice to people, you know, especially if you're starting out, um, it's the best way to have clients come back to you. Uh, that's been my experience. Giving them a little tip to go a little further is just enough. You have to be careful, I would assume, because you are entering the realm of someone's art. And I understand, like, potentially criticizing that art could be very, very painful. And some people might not take it that well. Like, have you experienced mm -hmm. that at all? Oh, 100%. Like, what's the, have you, read, I gotta, have you ever had someone blow up on you? Oh, 100%. I gotta hear yeah. this story. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you, no names, but what's, you gotta oh, yeah. hear this story. I had a guy work with me one time. He said, hey, I've got this track that uh, we're gonna, we, uh, we bought the beats. And I was like, okay, it's a pre-made beat. We're gonna expect something janky. Mm -hmm. um, they usually end up being kind of messy. Um, so we, he's like, we got a pre-made beat. Um, we got this rapper on it, but then uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this other. Oh, Stevie Stone, um, very popular guy, very popular rapper. He's been been doing it for 
decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, we paid a lot of money to get Stevie Stone on this. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And he's like, hey, so yeah, can you mix it? Of course, telling him, hey, shall I, I don't know, uh, I think at the time I was still like, oh, yeah, give me like, I don't know, $70. That's that's pretty cheap. It's really cheap. But I was yeah. like, yeah, just because uh, I, I wasn't, I was still new in a way. I was yeah. confident in what I could do, but I was new in the pricing and actually pursuing it as like my own standalone how, how business. How you needed this? Oh, I think I was, oh, how long ago was that? I believe I was like 21. 21. Oh, okay, 21. Okay. Yeah, 21 or so. That's, that's super cheap. Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't know. Yeah, I know you didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. And I just said, I just want my work out there. And I'll, I'd be happy to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and I already had a job, so I didn't really care that they were, you know, going to pay me a cheap amount. I was yeah. just focused on trying to get clients at the time. Yeah. But I had to put a price on it because I wasn't just going to do it for free. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> so I said, uh, you know, you're, you're not super uh, wealthy. You work the same kind of work I do. So, uh, yeah, how about so many bucks? Uh, he bitched at me a lot about it, and I was like, "All right, well, shit. Uh, I guess he can't even pay so many bucks, but we'll see." Mm-hmm. He gave me the first half. I think it was like forty dollars, <laughs> um, and then and then he, I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to have at least first forty dollars." I was like, "Okay, I shouldn't be like I'm not asking for anything that's mm-hmm. you know unreasonable by any means." Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and he gives me all the stuff, mm-hmm. and I work on it, and I give it to him, and he's just like, "No, something's not right." And I was like, "He's like, well, what did you do?" I was like, what do you mean? What did I do? I mixed it. He's like, something just, things just doesn't sound right. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a mix. It's not a master. It's a mix. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I get in touch with the artist that featured Stevie Stone um, on that track. And I was just like, hey, so how, how do you feel about this? And he, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, man, this is pretty good. But I... Uh, you know, can you can you maybe try to make it so that my voice kind of sounds a little closer to Stevie's level? And I'm like, well, all right. He's working with like thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment, been doing it for years and years. He's already got a professional recording, uh, whether that's in his house or, you know, whatnot. But it doesn't matter. It's the fact that the whole thing was super professional compared to everything else that was in there, all the stems. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I listened to his voice, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> and then I listened to everything else, and I was like, oh, my God, this is garbage. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, let's see how I can spruce this up. And uh, it was, a, uh, yeah, it was, needless to say, not doable. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I, But I did as much as I could. And I said, okay, I think this is as close as I can get it. The artist confirmed, said, okay, I'm I'm all right. Um, And then I talked to his manager. um, And his manager listened to me. He's like, no, this isn't going to cut it. And I was just like, okay, well, I've already spent so much time on it. And I'm I'm only charging you $70, so I'd I'd like to ask for more. Mm -hmm. No more communication from there. Oh, I didn't even get my second half, and I was just—I was super pissed at the time. But eventually, I was just like, "No, nah, it's not worth it." I was like, "I don't really care." I mean, well, dude, that's that's the, that's the game, right? Like you, you, if you really, so in the industries that we're in, right? Like you're in music, but I'm, I'm in podcasting. You're gonna have to do a lot of shit for free, yeah, for a while to get your name out there to get recognition. And some people actually say that you shouldn't at all. Like have to do that at all, but I I don't believe that. Yeah, but who like you know it's just like who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's like graphic design as well. Like okay. you can go on Fiverr and you can find anywhere from um, and Fiverr is like a for folks that don't know it's a it's a on a website to where you can you can contract work out to people to design things for you and whatnot. But you can find someone that is five thousand dollars for their graphic design and you look at their resume or whatever, or the projects they worked on. Same with photography. Uh, you know, I just re- had recorded a podcast with them who shot for Vogue, Tag Hewer, um, and a few others just off. Those are the ones I remember off the top of my head. Like I can charge a fucking premium because you know that the work you're going to get is quality, mm-hmm. but he didn't start there. Like n- and neither did you, which sucks, but all these experiences that you're having, right. They're gonna cre- they're gonna create a better person. All the strife, all the struggle. Oh yeah. All of that is gonna create no doubt and and improve on your work. It's just kind of 
how you look at it. I mean, I had a thought today um, that comfort is the enemy. Like, like it's the enemy of art and it's the enemy of you. And I think that if you seek comfort, you ultimately seek self-destruction. I'm listening to this uh, book, the, the Creature from Jekyll Island. And it, it, it's, it chronic chronicles the Federal Reserve. That's a rabbit hole I'm going down. But, um, and it, it talks about these, the Federal Reserve, the IMF, and, and all these countries and stuff, or all these potential, even, even rulers, whatever, that instead of like figuring out a way to make things work within their country, they, they take loans, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's easier, but ultimately that will end up being, it has been the destruction of the economy because they eventually fall behind in all of their payments and then you have to get bailed out and whatnot. Right. So if you look, that's a, that's a giant, that's looking at it from like a 10,000 foot view, but I, you know, just apply it personally, man. Like if you seek comfort, like you're basically, so I feel like you're lying down and dying. Like you have to struggle to get anywhere. That's my philosophy, right? I don't know. Where are you lying on that? I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that the comfort is the enemy i think if you pursue it for too long and you sit in it for too long then i think that's where it becomes starts to become an enemy it's fine to find comfort i think that's why we're all doing it really or finding comfort in the act of making music helping to make music do what we do um you know whether that's being in a shit ton of debt and trying to get to somewhere yeah um or you know you just realize that you spent $3,000 $3,000 on a bunch of knobs with plastic keys on it with like woods <laughs> on the side. You know, you break it down to the material fundamentals and it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, you're like, whoa, just wires and motherboards and it's $3,000. And hey, but at least if I hit this key, it makes noise. Yeah, 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 um, yeah I gotcha. You know, all, all that, like we find comfort. We, we try to pursue some form of comfort in making music but i think it's the the comfort is in the where where the comfort becomes your enemy is more so in your own self it's not the act of what what it is that you're trying to seek comfort with i think it's more of your own skill set your own level of knowledge if you find whatever you know is already comfortable and you realize that, that you've reached end game and you you've beat music i guess you know, it's yeah. like you you finish music.exe and now you move on to the next thing in your life. Um, it I think that's when it becomes the enemy because now you you're actively telling yourself that you have nothing else to learn when that's just not true. Yes. There, there's so much that we have to learn. Um, and it's insane. People pursue PhD and they they're still studying. Always, new things are always being found. It's not, and it, it's not, it's never going to work in the sense that you're probably going to know everything. And then, so because everything you know is everything there is to be known, you're now waiting for the new information. I think that, you know, that's never going to happen. No. Um, but I think a lot of people do try to kind of feel like they end up in that. They They feel like they've got a PhD and they feel like they know it all and then they stop pursuing because they believe they know all of what there is to be known about a particular subject. I think, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's a a slippery slope. The day that you stop learning and growing is the day that you die. Absolutely. Like even if it's a spiritual or an intellectual death, like you're dead. You might still be alive, but embody. Like, I, it, yeah, it scares. One of the things that it scares the shit out of me how much I don't know. Like, I think that I, I think that I know probably more information than most people because I'm a I'm a generalist. I'll, I've I've just got a wide variety of things I'm interested in and mm-hmm. I like to pursue and like learn about. But when you start really digging into the nuts and bolts, like these financial books I'm reading, I'm like, whoo, I don't know anything about, I mean, I'm, I'm learning things about them, which is good like, about this, this industry and this, uh, you know, this, 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 this thing that affects all of us, you know, finance. But 
you really can just do a deep dive and get lost. Like you could really, and that's why I really, I love, and I'm, I'm getting a guy on the show that's very proficient. Like that's his, his field of study. And I think it's like, like to me, it just, you can't know. I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to say is you cannot know everything. Like there's always, there's so much information. Like there's so many, it's the same in music. There's so many different kinds of music, so many different kinds of bands and whatnot. I don't, I hate music because of that. Cause sometimes I'll have a friend send me a song and I'll be like, how did I not know these people existed or this band existed or this this genre of music existed until two oh, minutes all the, ago. All the time. It's a, just, it's a, time. And, I, and I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very highly excitable person. So I'm like, I'm a child. This is the, how do I know about this? This is amazing. It's like Christmas. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's nuts. So I, I definitely agree with you. You'll never, you'll never know it all, but good God, if there was some drug I could take or some way I could just download, like in, in, increase the size of my brain, I totally would try and learn more. No, oh, I feel like that'd be like an information overload at that point. You probably wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. Definitely not. No. But listen, if they come up with the technology, which I'm sure that they will, I mean, there's already gene editing and whatnot. Uh, I'm signing up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs> straight up. Uh, I'll be the test dummy. Uh, I I want to know if I if, if I really want that. Why not? Uh, what if they're like we can improve your intelligence by ten ten times tenfold? I think that's the thing. Uh, I don't really aspire to be somebody smart, and I, I I personally don't think I'm really that smart, you know. Um, but really, I I'm comfortable with. I'm comfortable with the pace that I can learn at. I'm mm -hmm. comfortable with how much interest I can have on certain things. And I'm, I'm comfortable knowing that I don't need to have interest in everything in the world. Um, I used to think that that was kind of what I should be doing. And I, I still look at my peers and sometimes when they tell me some interesting things, like um, I've got a friend who uh, works in news mm -hmm. um, in uh, Texas and uh, a great guy, you know. I love that. I love that kid to death. But my God, he knows some of the weirdest things. He like some of the weird, weird things. Uh, bro, you gotta elaborate. Elaborate. Uh, elaborate on that. If I think. Uh, are we talking aliens? What are we talking? No, 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 about? not not God nothing super. No, nothing superficial. Unfortunately, <laughs> okay. um, no, it, it's. Uh, God, he, he would just talk to me about some of these weird facts that I can't even recall off the top of my head because they're just so bizarre. And he's out of the blue. He just mentions them. So, like, I can't really recall all of it. But I think um, when, it, when it came to, like, uh, historical stuff, he's just like, oh, yeah, did you know that uh, these things are blah, 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 blah. And, oh, this was actually like this. And I'm like, yeah, really, where's your source? And he gives me a source. And I'm like, wait, are these really, are these real? And then you look into it, and they end up being some, at, at least, you know, I can't say that everything on the internet is real and whatnot, but they, they're, they're pretty darn well conven convincing. Um, and it's just like, wow, this actually might be real, and that's so bizarre that you know this. Oh, yeah, okay, I find myself in the position of your friend more often than not. That's who I am. <laughs> that's who I am to a T. Uh, and sometimes I freak myself out. So I might have to chat. I might have to have a conversation with him and see if he knows that I don't know. Maybe it's, I know uh, something he doesn't know. Oh, it's so strange. And it always comes out of the uh, blue when we're talking. And I'm just like, huh, all right. And it's always mid-conversation, so I can't remember it because we're always talking about something. It's like, hey, man, did you actually know? I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> all right. Great, great piece of information oh, to know. But That's why I think it's important to be a student of history, though. Like, because seriously, there's some weird shit that has happened in history. And it, uh, it's, uh, for example, did you know that, uh, oh my goodness, who was in True Detective? Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh -huh. Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman. And he's in prison. Oh. Did you also know that he was there? I see. It's exactly stuff during, like that. During the JFK assassination, there's a picture of him that was taken away. And he, he would claim that he was a CIA operative. <laughs> Do you know see, that? No. 
it's exactly stuff like this. Like made conversation. Hey, did, did you know? Did you know that? Look yeah. into it. Yeah. You should. You, oh. should, you should look into this because oh, it's true, dude. It is fucking wild. <laughs> I'll be opening up a whole other can you of worms. Could, dude, I could go oh. on like this for hours. Yeah, this I'll is be... who I am. It's because no, that's great. There's uh, that, but it's weird. It's bizarre. Like that, and that's the you know that's part of the show. Is like it's it's my mind, right? The way it works is I just look into things. Like when you start like or, or, or following cliff notes in a book, uh-huh. you just get lost. Like oh my god, that guy wrote that book. Yeah. Well, what does he have to say? And you you just you, I've lost days of. I don't really necessarily know if it's useful, but it's fun. Yeah. The more you know. Oh, of course. Right. Like, Always. <laughs> But no, it's it's a much it's a it's probably a much more peaceful life if you have a singular focus. I admire people that are singularly focused on one task. All the all the other bullshit they don't want they don't want no part of that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, That's, especially in this field, you know, I'm I'm learning that there's so much to learn, and of course, there's so much to learn in any field. There's been decades and generations of, you know. Uh, research is being done and people find these either on accident or uh, they have a specific mindset and they actually make something and make it happen. You know, everything became standard and here we are, you know, 2021, we still have things to learn and we've got so much of that generation of information to take in. So to me, it's like going back to that whole, hey, let's expand your uh, knowledge and whatnot. I'd, I'd just be like, I don't know if I really care to know all this stuff. I think I think part of the beauty is not understanding and knowing that you don't know everything. And then maybe your next door neighbor or your peer, or in in our case right now, like we're, as we're talking, we realize that somebody else knows a little bit more about something that you might not have known. And then that can pique your interest. Or if it's even on the same subject, like uh, John and I's case, he'd tell me something that I should have known decades ago. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. What What the fuck? And he's, <laughs> and he's just like, how did you not know that for all this time? And I'm like, I, I really just don't know. But now I do. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I was like, wow. And it's hard to thank John, isn't it? Uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, but one of the things that, so do you have any projects that you're working on? So right now, I'm currently working with uh, Marheem. Okay. Um, John's been doing a lot of the uh, producing for it, and I've been doing all the engineering side of it, mixing, and then going over it and mastering it. Um, and then currently, we're also work planning to get a little bit more involved um, with Glitter Wolf Project and... Uh, also working on with my friend Andrew, uh, known as Tone Deaf, not to be confused with the rapper Tone Deaf that mm-hmm. apparently has two Fs. Um, okay. But uh, he's uh, he's been working really hard on this uh, EP, and we we've both been just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth, saying, "Hey, how do we like this? How do we like that?" I've been going over a lot of video chats with him about how to improve his mix, what to look out for, how to space things out a little bit um what to look out for and it's been it's been a good journey but yeah that's kind of the project that i've been working on um mostly losing a lot of my clientele i had to kind of start fresh but again like i said it's been nice 2020 um in in the sense that my clients are now people who are genuinely enjoyable to work with and they're always continuing to pursue to get better and those are the kind of people that i usually love working with because they're easy to work with they understand where i come from they understand it when i say things the way i say them um and they're just not going to stop until they get to the point that they want to get to yeah i think that's actually beautiful uh in a sense that that that's a that seems to be on the podcast of rick spined that 2020 was a year where most people, at least most people that I'm interacting with, fucking crushed it. They crushed it. Yeah, there was some, there was some strife, there were some hardships, but instead of sitting down and wallowing, they figured it out. 
And a lot of people are going to come out of this pandemic stronger, fitter, and more equipped to handle whatever life throws at them. Um, and I think that life is a, is a crucible, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a giant meat grinder. And I think that this made a lot of people, a lot of people quit their jobs. Some people got laid off and fucking started businesses. I have a lot of friends that did that and are figuring out alternative ways to survive. And they're going to be better off for it. And you did very much the same thing. Yeah. And for that, I commend you. Well, thank you. And I'm very, very happy to have you on this podcast. And I'm going to follow you with keen interest. Where can folks get a hold of you, man? What are you, are you on Instagram? Do you have any projects you want to, want to promote or anything like that? Yeah. So uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter. That's where I usually um, exist on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Twitter as well. Um, I believe on Instagram you can find me um, at uh, real... L Yoko, um, and then uh, on Twitter it's uh, L Yoko official. Um, I used to have it we'll kind spell of spell that out L Y O K O and then official. I love that. Um, so they can find me there. They can always get in touch with me uh, via DM or whatnot, and just ask me questions. I'm always willing to answer questions. And as far as pro some of the ongoing projects that I also would like to promote, um, I've got. A game sound design that I'm actually doing for my roommates right now. Oh, nice. Um, they're making a video game. It's on Patreon called Strange New Bodies. Um, and it's a nice little sci-fi game that they're doing. And so far, all the sound and the main theme was all done by me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've actually got my friend Andrew kind of helping me out now a little bit to design a little bit more of this ambient tone because I realize I'm just not good at coming up with those yeah. too quickly, whereas he can just shit them out in an hour. And he's just like, oh, here you go. I'm like, sweet. That's, that's the sound I needed. I was like, okay, I can work from this. If I have less parameter, it's easier to work with. And yeah. rather than getting obsessed over, oh, this isn't hitting right. This is, you know, I get all the microtonal stuff. Um, so I've got him helping me out. And yeah, 2020, we've just been working on that for a while. Uh, updates are up. Game's running. So go check it out on Patreon. Uh, game's called Strange New Bodies. All right. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, we'll put all that information in the show notes, my brother. Thanks awesome. again. Thank you.